Hello, good evening, and you're all welcome. My name is Fanny Ayo, DJ Adidayo, and we're going to kick off for 7.30, you get? We're going to kick off for 7.30. But before that, I think we just jam a bit of music. What about that? <laughs> just a weird idea. It just came from nowhere. Maybe a little bit of music. I don't even know if I'm going to play music. If I, if I play music in my background, if you're going to be able to hear it, I'm not sure about that yet. You're all welcome to the analyst. We'll kick off at 7.30. But before then, let me see. Let me just try this. Let's jam a little bit of music, I guess. That's if you probably could hear it. Okay, maybe if I play it on my phone, you'll be able to hear it, yeah? Not so sure about how that works. Yeah, I'm playing Heal the World by Michael Jackson. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it. Let's get People dying, if you care enough for believing for you and for me. Okay, I think we should then pause the music. We are not here for Michael Jackson. So good evening, you're welcome to Day Analyst. My name is Fanny Ayodhi Jadidaya, and the Chief Data Analyst of the Future of Work. Welcome to the webinar for all things data science, artificial intelligence, MIML. ML, which is machine learning, sorry. <laughs> Big data and all things data analytics. You're very, very much welcome, you get. And I'm very, very happy to have you all here, you get. I think I kind of like this background. This background is really, 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 very, really, really makes so much sense. I'll ask people who has been coming over and over, what do they think about the background? I mean, using my sitting room. I decided just to change and just flip, use, use, use my, my, my younger brother's room and just see, oh, why not? Not it's not a, it's not a child. Don't ask me why he has all these things. <laughs> it's not a baby. It's a grown ass man. <laughs> you get. Hey, what's up with the generator? Hey, I can hear he's entering another jail because this old place just goes dark. So I want to say you're most welcome to their analyst. Today we're going to be talking about managing a project, managing a data analytics project. And by seven forty, our speaker is going to be here. Our speaker is going to be up here. She's here already in the call. She came like right on time, like one of the very first persons to actually join this meeting. I want to say very big thank you to her for even um, agreeing to even share her time with us and even share out of her experience with us. Gets. So first thing first, how's the week been? How's the, how's the week been? Have you guys been going out? Let me know in the comment section if you've been going out. If you've been going out, let me keep it safe. Have you washed your hands? How many times have you washed your hands today? How's it been going in your side? Let's just know in the comment section. How as the post as the COVID era, the new or the so-called the new COVID era has been going 
with, with you right there at your own place. How's it been going? Let us know in the comment section. Just drop a chat and let's actually get to know. So first thing first, a data analytics project. Something one of our speakers, or something one of our speakers, our last week speaker, Mr. Kemesi Effiong said is onboarding a client. Uh, one, when, whenever you're actually starting, starting a project, either starting a project or maybe even get a job, you get your first sit down with a person you are, you are um, reporting to and actually they start and actually sit down and actually explain do an overview explanation of what data analytics is. Because there is what data analytics is to some people, it might not be what it is to you. You know it's better than your than the person who is either bringing you on board as a data analyst. They are looking at, they are looking up to you as the expert. And in order for, and in order for it not to end in hot tears, it's actually really, really strong and germane that we all understand how to actually onboard the clients, speak to the clients, understand what the client is saying, and so you can actually speak the language Speak the language of a client again. Oluwatosin, you're raising your hand. Yeah, good stuff. Let's know in the comment section. Let's go ahead. Let's know. Or should I unmute you? Oluwatosin, should I unmute you? Okay, let me just unmute Oluwatosin again. You want to share something? Go ahead, share something, Oluwatosin. So no, 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 nothing to. <laughs> why now? <laughs> but you're raising your hand. Nothing, now. nothing. No, no, it was. Uh, it wasn't intended actually. I okay. think I'm mistaken for something. Okay, no problem. Is this your first time on the show? Yes, something. Oh, nice, nice. Your first time. You're most welcome. Okay, brief introduction. Yes, your name and what do you do for a living? <clears throat> okay, my name is Oluwatosi mm -hmm. Additional. Okay. And um, I'm the bank. I, I work in a bank. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but so um, I'm planning to switch career and then become a data analyst or a business intelligence nice. person. That's good, that's good. What tool, what data analytics tool do you use? What data analytics tool do you use? I believe use? this is a platform where I can learn. <laughs> okay, um, so far, <laughs> Excel okay, very nice. well. Nice. Um, recently, um power bi but i've okay. not concluded my eyes okay. are closed right now like i'm closing <laughs> my eyes you know why i'm closing my eyes <laughs> okay so but but everything is set anyways you understand okay. what that means okay okay so good. i'll reach out to you soon okay I know who is talking now. <laughs> yeah, right. I know who is talking. <laughs> oh, so yeah. like a bit of fighter. That's good. Good, good. Makes sense. Well done. Yes, yes. yes. Well done. So good that's stuff. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming as well. So I hope it's worth your time. For me, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I try as much as possible to ensure that this one hour you're putting to listen, to tune in, that all the data you're putting into this, the time you're putting into it is actually worth your time. So I want to say thank you so much for joining for joining Data Analyst today for your first time being a first timer. Thank you so much to those who are just joining, to those who have been coming over and over. Someone like Mr. Peter IGME, he hasn't missed maybe six, seven, six, seven in a row. Thank you so much for coming. You get to all of our audience in the diaspora. Thanks so much for coming. You get so as I'll say, a data analytics project for us actually to actually be successful in your career, you must be able to manage a quotation and properly manage a data analytics project. You get right from collecting data to cleaning the data, analyzing the data, visualization, insights, the reports, everything, then communicating this into the into and communicating this to the client to get. It is very, very crucial that you actually understand all of the stages. 
And that's why I actually asked, asked my friends and family around. And Sandra was uh, recommend, recommended by one of our past um, guests who, who was on the show. He recommended um, Sandra. Said Sandra actually can speak on it. This is what she actually does for living. She's been doing this for the past two years. For, so I know that she has actually managed data analytics for different banks. So she's going to be sharing with us what, 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 now, first and first what she does for a living and now she's been able to actually successfully manage all these projects. Because something I need to tell you as a data analytics uh, or as a, as, a, as a data analyst or even as a programmer, you must be able to manage projects. There will always be projects, there will be different types of clients you're going to be dealing with and you must be able to manage projects. You get, that is one very, very crucial skill in which you cannot actually negotiate. You get, and that's how I'm actually going to be discussing today about managing projects, you get. It is very, very crucial. So let me just share a little bit. Sometimes, um, was it last time, two years ago, uh, we did a, a, a project for a particular client, and here we're actually supposed to really actually go and collect PDFs, PDFs online, with web scrape and pull out different PDFs online, and from the PDFs now, analyze all of these PDFs. You get, so that was one project that was actually very, very, very hectic, like in my neck, like, it was like I swallowed. It was like I swallowed a bottle. You get, you know, when you swallow a bottle and you cannot you can't vomit it, and you cannot actually go, you cannot swallow it back into your stomach. I don't want to give so much, so much, so much details about it, but I'll just share a little bit. So we have to go on different websites, pull PDFs from here, pull PDFs from there, pull PDFs, and then now sit down and now start to do the analysis. You get, it was something very, very huge. I learned, I learned the hard way. You get, so when, so when people come and say, oh, they have this project. I want, to, I want you to work with us. I want you to work with us. First, sit down and listen to them. Is it what, do they actually have a clear path? Or do I actually want to take the pains and actually draw a roadmap for them? You get to draw a roadmap for them. Explain this is what we're going to do here. Explain what this is we're going to do here. Explain what's going to do here. Explain here. Explain there. It's easy. Now, something about data analytics project I've seen is that it comes from different domains. E.g., a data analytics project could come from a domain such as banking. And you as a data analyst, you might not know anything about banking. E.g., data analytics projects can copy. Let me give a good, uh, a good example of our bank analytics project we did and we publish sometimes much. I actually do not know so much about this. So I had to sit down with different people who are in banking for years, who've been working in banking in operations, who's been working in banking customer care, who's been working in all of these different departments and just ask questions. What are these issues? What does this mean? What does this mean? Because you being a data analyst, you cannot know everything at all. But one key is crucial skill, I also think as a data analyst, you must have is the ability to ask questions. You must be able to sit down and ask questions and keep asking questions and ask questions. It was from these questions and questions, I could ask sit down, sit down with my brief with my with my with my team and then fashion out much more way better ways to actually go about go about the project. And then move forward you get so that is one actual key thing i think i actually think you actually need either for your boss or to the clients you're working with you get you will need to sit them down and ask questions and then do a clarity session for them why are you doing a clarity session for them so it will not end in premium hot tears why so it will not be are i known are i known are i known so this time um, around maybe no we're going, i think around december 2018 or Maybe late, I think it was late 2018 or late, yeah, late 2018. I got the data analysis project, this data project I was talking about. We went, we're just pulling, we're happy, oh, web scraping, yeah, we can do it now. It's not web scraping, we're pulling data, pulling data, pulling data. And this time I was PDFs, we're pulling, pulling the PDFs, pulling PDFs, sometimes manually downloading. So we now pulled it into, and we now, it was now start, time for us to start the analysis. Then we then hit rock bottom. 
we hit a part whereby we could not deliver on time. Because all of this, all projects always come with timelines. And yet we could not actually deliver on time. So yes, we had gotten somebody who had domain knowledge in that field to actually come work with us. If he was doing his own part, we were doing our own part, our sovereign, we cannot actually deliver on time. You get so getting to manage those clients and getting to manage those issues, the better the, the, the better you have understanding of the overview and you can actually be able to explain to the clients properly, the better you can actually get. So I'm not the one that's going to bring today's talking. Sandra will be doing all the talking today. So Sandra, it's high time. I'm coming straight to actually just unmute you or rather I would like to say give you the mic. Give you the mic and then start talking. I can't unmute you, Sandra. Okay, let me... I'm trying to unmute you. Sandra, you have to join with your audio. She didn't join with audio. I'm not sure she didn't hear us. So please, let me just quickly try to call Sandra. Or let me, let's put it in the chat box. Our organization used Teams. So she was like, are we using Teams? I'm like, no, we're using Zoom. Sandra, please unmute yourself. Oh, I'm supposed to send it to her privately. Can't you see? I sent to her privately, but just let me quickly call her so she actually knows what to do. I'm calling Sandra right now, you get to. I'm just trying to just get Sandra on board. Mm, apologies for wasting your time. I'm very, very sorry about this. Hello, Sandra. Oh, she hasn't. discussing as Sandra tried to unmute herself or join with audio. Again, so we got on the project. Okay, so we were doing our bit, the guy who had domain knowledge in that industry. Because if you are going to be working as a consultant, you get you actually need to make friends with different persons in different industries. So in case you get a job from telcos, you get a job to analyze data from 
a particular field, you actually have a go-to person that, oh, could you actually help me with this? And even if they have a go-to person, he can actually help introduce you. Because I'll tell you, you will not actually understand all these terms and conditions and it's in different industries, you get. You get. You will not actually be able to understand all of this. And that's why you actually need persons in different places. Uh, Sandra, Sandra done that right now. Okay, I think she left to join again. Maybe network. She probably just left to join again. So, um, so as I was saying, you need different persons in this in different industries who can actually help break down and help you on, make understand the data you get. And that's one of the biggest issues with data science and data analytics that they keep saying each data ana analyst must have domain knowledge or industry knowledge. So your industry knowledge and your domain knowledge is one edge that actually keep you that actually keep you out there you get. But what then happens if you are working with a particular industry you know nothing about? E.g., you get hired by a by maybe a, a health firm. I have to do health analytics and do dashboards for health. You will need to sit down with either a medical doctor, a microbiologist, medical scientist, people in the medical field to actually help explain these things to you. You get this person. This person will help break down the terms, help you understand that this is what you do here. This is how you do this. You get so you need this set of persons. Trying to okay, Sandra has joined the call again. I'm trying to get Sandra. She's having issues with this. Apologies, please. And she came in earlier. I've just tested her mic then. Okay, yeah. We got Sandra. Okay, Sandra. Hi, good evening, everyone. Yeah, good evening. We can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> oh. I've been here for like 10 minutes, 10 minutes yeah. or more. Yeah, 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 I know. Um, your audio joining was <laughs> So over to you right now. Over to you. Okay. How do we manage a data analytics project? Tell us, tell us your full, introduce us, yourself to us. Your full name, what you do for a living, where you okay. work, clients you work with, it's CTC to see. Okay. Um, my name is Sandra Ike. I'm, I'm a project analyst. I work with Intelforce. Interforce Nigeria Limited. So Interforce is a data analysis company. So what we do, we, are, we, are, we do business intelligence and advanced analysis. What we do is to go into people's business organization, get the more out from their data for a better insight. So what, what I do for them is I'm a project, a project manager. So I manage all the projects within basically what I do for them, what I do. So, what else? What's your second case? <laughs> the clients you manage. What clients have you guys worked with? Okay, okay, all right. So, um, let me let me. I'll just share a little story before 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 I transition to project management. I was a sales analyst, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, because yes, I was into sales for like a year or more. But during that sales period. During my career as a salesperson, I was still doing internal, maybe when we have uh, a teamwork just for internal, not for clients. I usually manage that, those projects. That was when I said, ah, since this is a skill that I've been building and I know I, I can equally do well if I'm to 
do real projects. So my boss now gave me that opportunity. And since then, it's been good and awesome. So, so far, I've been able to manage about six projects. Yeah, most of them are just, most of them are banks and financial services. So if you look at it, if you look at the financial sectors, you know, they have influence of data within the organization. When you talk about data, how to get your insight and all that, the main people that will be able to listen to you are the financial services, the banks, because they have large, they have, they have, they have rich sum of data within their organization. And everybody wants to be very competitive in whatever they are doing because computers are everywhere. So that's why you have to, so, so far, I've been able to work with six banks. Some of the so, um, projects were project, um, data management solutions and advanced analysis. So, let me start with, is there your, <laughs> let me not just be rushing, just be showing me the question, <laughs> then I'll just be taking it step by step. <laughs> okay, 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 that's good, that's good, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for that, thanks for the yeah. introduction. Um, you, you necessarily yeah. don't have to mention the name of the banks. Just let's say banks. <laughs> because I know some yeah. of these things come with no. a whole lot of um, strings attached. Yeah, I know. So it's very sensitive, us. yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. So tell us, engaging yeah. from the client, from when you guys uh, get the client, how do you start uh, the onboarding process? You get process. What do you promise the client? What does the client want? How do you guys get to manage that, the, 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 whole, the whole process? So tell us. Tell us from your own experience. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so when you talk about project management, whether it's data analysis or an application, they are still, it's, it requires the same processes. It requires initiation, it requires, it requires planning, executing, monitoring and control, and closing. So the same thing, the same process will, is what will be applied to data analytics projects. So let's talk about data analysis. First of all, when, 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 when a contract has been awarded, the first thing to do, being the, being the contractor, you have to go back to your business, check for the resource, the resource that you have, the people that will be able to carry out such, pro, uh, such project for you. Try to check their skills. Who, are, who will be able to do this activity? If this person is not around, who will be able to replace and assist, you understand? Just to make sure you have your own resource plan. That's aside. Then map out your scope. What are we trying to deliver to all these people? What is the goal that we want to achieve for the projects that we are trying to render to this organization? So these are the things you have to look out for your plan, look out for your resource, look out for your schedules. When you, when you look at all those plans, then that the, 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 when you look at all those, but these are just prior planning that you have to do internally before onboarding to the client site. So onboarding to the client site, you already have your timeline that you have scheduled with them. The timeline might be four months, might be five months. So in that timeline, you have to decompose every activity, break it down in a way that you, it's, each day, you have to see what, what, what needs to be done before we can achieve a milestone for that phase of project. Let's take, for example, if you are to do a data, data warehouse um, solution, that's what you want to build. You want to build for, a, um, um, for, for any bank you get. So the first thing to do now is that you, you start for your friend from initiation. How do we initiate? 
what are the things that are supposed to be in the initiation? So first of all, you talk about kickoff meeting. This kickoff meeting, this kickoff, this kickoff meet, uh, meetings involves um, you identifying the stakeholders. Who are the stakeholders of, of these projects? You try to identify with them. Try to know who who um, who is who. Who has the business? Who who has who, who are the business process? Um, who has the business process owners? Like maybe if you have customer service um, risk risk assessment department, try to know the people involved, the people you can reach out to for questions. Then the technical aspect, the technical team will assess the business environment. Try to know the different data sources within the organization. Try to understand the business, know what what know what they have, the kind of data they generate, what is in that data. If, if, if possible, you can look for their data um, catalog. That's the data dictionary where you can see what each data stands for and all those for you to have, for you to understand what's, uh, what, what the business is all about. So when you have that prior knowledge, Um, I can't hear you. I, 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 please, if you can hear, let me let me know in the comment section if you can hear Sandra. Please let me know if you can hear Sandra in the comment section. I th I'm not even think she, I, I'm not even sure she's still on this call. Maybe she dropped off the call. I think she just maybe she dropped off the call due to internet. But I'm very sure she would be back. Okay, so let me just add a little bit of what she is saying or trying or trying to say. Or trying to say there. Now she was actually talking about data warehousing now. Just like um, just like you have SQL. Or, we, or you have, um, it's just like you have SQL, a database solution, or a, yes, a database solution, or, or something that communicates with a database. Okay, she's back. Something that communicates with, with, with a database. Each particular financial organization, or each particular organization that's got large volumes of data, actually always sometimes prefer to build their own. So that's what we then call. That's what we then call a data. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, sorry about that. I think I don't yeah. know what happened. It was the internet. Um, yeah, I think so. So when, when, when you have identified with the stakeholders, try to align with your plans, align with your goal, what you intend to achieve in that organization with the project you want to do let's take for instance we are trying to build a data warehouse share your goals tell them this is what we all the data sources within the organization all will be stored in need and not just it will just be stored in it all these data must be clean must be complete and it must be integrated across the organization so everyone aligns with that um, goal do you understand yeah. everyone aligns with it so we move past to we move to the executive, um, the the plan, the executing stage. So in this executing stage, what what do we do? So for sorry, I skipped something. 
first of all, before you embark on a project, you move on to a project, you have to think about the kind of methodology that you tend to use. Do you want to use waterfall or do you want to use an agile method? So mostly the ones I've been doing has been agile. And the reason why we use agile is that so that at every point, at every phase of the project, there is something to show that work has been done. That's the essence of it. You, so what am I trying to say? At each phase of that, maybe at each phase of, at each phase of the project, there will still be planning, there will still be executing, we will just iterate the same process all over again. And what does this, what does this uh, methodology help us to do with that? It's, it's, it makes the team members, the project team, the project team to know what they are doing very well because they are still repeating the same process over and over and over again. So when you move to the, when you move to the executive, executing um, stage, what does this executive stage entail? First of all, before you build a data warehouse, you have to talk about data governance. What are the policies in, phase, in, in place? Who, are, who is in charge of your data? Who extract data? These are the things you have to take note of. Know the people that you, you assign roles and, roles and responsibility for people that will take care of all these things. So this is the data governance aspect. You try to, you try to define roles, try, try to de develop a data governance framework, which will apply all through the, which, which will be done for all the organization, for the, um, for the organization. So when you talk about the data governance, you move to data um, quality. Because when you're talking about data quality, when you put in a dirty data, what you get, you won't get a good report. It will still be a dirty report. Garbage in, garbage out. That's what this data quality is all about. You try to ensure that the data is complete. Ask the organization, what, 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 what do they mean that when their data is standardized? How, how is the data, how, how is the, when, when you say data is standardized, what is it like? they will explain. So with that idea, whatever they have explained to you, you as an, a data analyst, you work, with, you work with them. That's the essence of this require, requirement gadget. You do it in that initial plan, the initial stage. And at the same time, when you move to the phase of the actual execution of your project, you still go back to that requirement gadget because some of those things you have gathered from them from the initial stage needs to be visited. You need to ask them some questions around it. You get? so. After, after, this data, after this data quality, you, are, you have known what, this, what a complete data is for them, what a data data is, what is, what is a complete data, then if they tell you all these things, you as a data analyst, you have to apply the rule, make sure that the data are clean. So any subsequent data that comes in through any source, be consistent throughout the whole process. So after data quality, talk about master data management. What does this master, master data management is all about? This master data management is that this, um, maybe like my name is Sandra Ike. You come to a bank and my name appears three times for different products. And at the same time, when the bank sees my name in three different places, they said, and we have about 5,000 customers. Why my name appeared up to five times in those places? So how do you remove duplicates? It's by assigning a unique ID. It's by assigning a unique ID. What do you do by assigning a unique ID? What you will do is that you give me a unique number that we 
uh, that that every every other transaction or every other product that I have brought I have bought from the bank will all be tied to only my name with that unique ID instead of having my name scattered all over um, the different systems within the bank. So that's what this master data is all about. So when you are done with the DQ, the data quality uh, quality aspect, you now talk about the MDM. What this when the what, what this MDM? I've explained what the MDM um, does. So now you have transformed the data. So this process, all these processes are called ETL: extract, transform, and load. And this can be done with um, SQL, SQL SSIS. That's what it's all about. So you can use a tool, a Microsoft tool, SQL to do all this um, process. After transforming your this um, your your data to what you want, to be standard, to be complete, to be consistent, and integrity. The, the, the data are being loaded into the data warehouse. Okay, the data are being, the, the data, the data are being, are being, uh, are being stay, um, stored into the data warehouse. This data warehouse is being stored. That's where you can do any form of analytics reports that you can do. So, you know, most times when you talk about data warehouse, you want to do data management solution, it sounds vague to some people because they are not seeing anything. Due to they are not seeing anything, the only way they can see the output of what you have done is through visualization. And what, what is that visualization? Visualization is through analysis. You can use, you can, you can use, um, you can use a business intelligence tool to visualize everything that you have done you have done. The, what, what is business intelligence? The, the business intelligence tool that we use is Power BI. What it does is to visualize all the trends and pattern of all the reporting. Can you hear me? Hello, Sandra. Hello, Sandra. Sandra, can you hear me? Hello. Okay, good. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so I wanted to, um, I just wanted to just slow you down a little bit. You said, you mentioned a few things in which I actually wanted us to ask a good define. So what actually is data governance? What actually is data governance? Because okay. we started to have a whole lot of questions. Go yes, we want to just to throw more light on that. So go ahead. Okay, so... Data, data governance is formed as a system that shows policies and procedures of data within an organization. Like now, when you, let's take, in my, in my that's from, for instance, if I have a catering, that's a, a company, we, we do a lot of data and all that. So all those data are being stored in the system. If you look at it, some data are being stored in the system. Some people store their data in Excel. Which is not supposed. To, it's not supposed to own by a business owner. There are some owners that are supposed to have it. That's where we have data stewards, and we have um, normal data data teams that will be in charge of um, getting the data that the business users has gotten from the main source and all that. So the what what this data governor does is is for policies and procedures on how to use data within an organization, things to put in place that people have to follow policies so that they won't misuse data. Like mm -hmm. let's say, for example, if you don't put those policies in place, when you give someone, maybe if you give an insurance person, all these things, let's say for insurance industry, a form 
maybe an, an, an insurance person wants a, is looking for a customer, gives he or she a form, and I am the customer. So I, as I was feeling it, I said, ah, I don't have strength to fill all these things. Due to the insurance person wants to meet targets. The person will, comp- will take the incomplete that as long as he or, he or she has collected the money, the, what I want to insure for myself, they will pick up the form, go and register. Ah, this person has registered. They don't care whether the data is complete or not. But when you have data governance in place, all these policies and procedures will be ensured. You have a complete data. Thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. So we have another question here. It says, could it be that banks do not save their data in databases? Do banks okay. actually use databases? Yeah, so, let, I think, so banks, they have databases. So let's say, for, for example, they have different application that manages different departments, having data in silos. They have database, all those things are databases. When you talk about enterprise data warehouse, this is a storage that will integrate whatever data source that is, that is within the organization. Let's take, for example, in, in, in bank, um, let's say for in an organization, we have the customer service department, we have sales department, we have risk. So all these departments have their own application. Sales use their sales force. CMs, customer service use their CRM. Risk have their own application. Project management have their own. So all these people have different applications they have. But how do you integrate? How do you integrate to have a, a holistic view of whatever report that you want to get? Because this will make your data to be in silos. You, you get reports from this, person, from this department. Tomorrow you get another one from another department. Do you get so what this data has does it it integrates this data socialization put them into single it's being stored you have you have customer service departments with um, data you have um you, you have um sales you have risk you have project management you have every other department across the organization instead of going to department by department to collect reports on all those things silos data but when when you have a, a, a data warehouse all these things are being stored and you can generate a report from there and not just that you are generating reports from that ed, um, data warehouse this data warehouse has we, we have clean data data that have been mined very well cleaned they are very comp they are complete and they will be used for any other advanced analysis um, reporting to the uh, reports that you want to generate from there. So that's, 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 that's just the only thing. It's not as if they don't have it. They have database, but this database might be in silos. Thanks for that. Thanks for the clarity about that. Thank you so much. Now, there's another question here that says, um, did you mention an ETL tool? ETL tool? Yes, I mentioned. ETL tool. Yeah, go ahead. You know, there, you know, there are different ETL tools that you can do. You know, when you generate data from, how do you get your data? Data can be from a normal system. That's like I mentioned CRM and yeah. Salesforce. Yes. Then we have another part where you can have unstructured data. Mm-hmm. Those ones can be from flat files and files, yeah. social media and, and yeah. so on, text messages. Mm-hmm. So how do you get all those things? When you get them, you have to extract them from wherever source they are coming from. You transform them. Transforming them, you now load them. So this process is a tool that you, you are using today. There are different types of tools that you can use and do that. So I just mentioned SQLs, SSIS. That's the tool you can use 
to do that ETL. Other people do, do uh, data wrangling to you too. So it's, it's just a process that is involved for you to get the good data that you want to use and for other analysis that you, you will use it for. Did I clarify you yes, on that? Yes, yes, you did well, as in really, really good. Somebody says CIA, confidential integrity, availability. Asking a question with a question mark. Is what does that mean? Could you? Uh, wait, what, I, I don't even know. What did, what did he have? <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't mention CIA. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please, please did you Ola, mention that. <laughs> Ola, please, can you explain what? <laughs> Ola, please explain what. <laughs> Ola, please explain more. Hello, Ola. Please explain more in the comment section. Let's know in the comment section. So let's go straight to Peter's question. Mr. Peter says, Do your company use the general agile or agile, agile method, or are there specific approach you use? Sandra, are you there? I think she's been unmuted. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Sandra. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hello. Okay, yeah. Welcome back. Uh -huh. Thanks. I, th I think I was muted. Yeah, I think we're taking Peter's question. Peter's question. Okay. So, mm. so he said whether we use the general agile method or yeah. we use other methods. So it's general agile methods. Okay, that's doing the doing the planning, executing, um, monitoring and control, closing all over and all over again. Still mm -hmm. the same process. Unless we are using any other methodology, it's just that particular one that we are using for now. Um, okay, yeah. so Natalie says, Does your company have sprints? What sprints? I don't Sprints, okay. Sprints, okay, I understand where he's coming from. So the okay. sprints aspect is, 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 is when you talk about agile methods, there are, there are different types under this agile. There are different types under this agile. They are talking about project management. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so we so we normally use time frame for all these things. So the space is is just in a period of time that is attached to whatever phase we are carrying out. So let's say in a in a project maybe that was supposed to take six months. Now. The processes involved in all these projects will now be we we be divided into sprints, making sure that there is a time frame, there is a schedule around it, that all these things, the milestones will be accomplished. Mm -hmm. These are yeah. the sprints involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. So Lucent is asking a question, says, what actually is the agile methodology? What actually is the agile methodology? Okay, what is agile methodology? So, what agile methodology is? Okay, so now there are different methodology in project management. We have waterfall. This waterfall is where you do initiation, you do planning, you do executing, you do monitoring and control, you do you do um, closing. The five processes involved in project management. 
That means you do all of them at a stretch. There is no output to show of what you have done. When you can see an output or a deliverable of what you have done in a project will be at the end, the end date of your project. But with the agile method, this project, like for example, we, we are doing, maybe you want to do a project on business reports, business intelligence uh, analysis. So for doing that business intelligence analysis, there are other things involved to do in business intelligence. That's where you have to break down to data management, the processes in data management, those things that needs to be done before it moves to the data warehouse and business intelligence. So these projects, we, divide, we break them down into, more, uh, into modules. In each module, you have different activities involved in it. So let's say, for example, in data quality now, we are, doing, we are carrying out a data quality uh, phase. You will still do the planning. Try to do the, you do the requirement gathering again, try to understand this organization. What do you mean? What do, when, when, what do you, uh, when, when you say data is incomplete, how do you know a missing data? How do you know that your, 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 that your data is bad and all those things? Those are doing the requirement gathering, the planning again. At the same time, when you have gotten those questions, those answers, now you start executing your, this, um, your work. How do you do that? You start profiling the data, the answers you have gotten from all those. Profile your data. Have a data um, catalog on how you, you have to put them. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So this is just executing. Then the, the monitoring aspect, when you are done executing, that, that should be in your implementation, the development aspect. You now monitor everything that you have done, maybe for the past one month. How, what have I achieved? How do I know that this thing is doing well or, or, or not? So that's the monitoring aspect. Then you can give testers, users to look, the people in charge of that data to look at what you have done so far. Instead of waiting till you, are, you, you have reached your business intelligence aspects, that's the reporting, the output of what you have done so far. So what this agile does is you, you, you attract the same process all over and all over again in different phases of the project. Thanks for that. Wow, so we have another question again, comment section. That says, okay, I think you actually answered this one. Sprint like a time frame for project test. I've actually yes, answered I this have, one. okay. So continue, is there any other thing you also want to share before I just also ask a few more questions? Uh, um, is there any other thing? <laughs> okay, so I want to ask, yeah, yeah. at what, um, even with all of this um, agile methodology and the likes, what happens mm. when the client actually has an emergency and probably needs to pull up a report or submit something for the CEO or a particular board meeting is happening so, so, so and so, and they just need something out of the blues? We have all written our timelines, this and this and this. How do you manage so, these things? So this this is this is where we come in. This initiation aspect, you try to do any identification you want to do. Then there's there'll be a lot of reviews, scope, time to deliver every milestone. So getting I do get my daily standoffs <laughs> from the coming. <laughs> so, so, 
so 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 there is he can just he can just um they are likely i don't don't mind me i'm just looking at what your question no way, no way. so when you talk about <laughs> i'm just looking at your questions anyway so this um stakeholder uh, maybe if if the see an executive says he wants to have an, a report there should be a time frame around it that's why that's why i said there is scope everybody all of us we are on the same page this is when you'll be able to see it's at this milestone you'll be able to see something so that's why we use this most of it that's why we use this agile so that within one month you'll be able to see something that we have done even if you want a report it will be generated for you um, for you. Do, you do you understand what i'm trying to say yeah do you understand what i'm trying to say yeah. yes i do but what i'm saying is that what if the timeline is not realistic have you been able to manage this and actually put all of these things you get that the timeline is not really really realistic what do you tell the client to be frank, I've not handled any project that the timeline is not realistic. <laughs> Seriously. We stay, we make, if it's not feasible, if it's not feasible, it's not feasible. Seriously. Mm, I like that. Because, I like that. After, because yes, it, yes, it, it has to, because there is a whole lot. You may talk to a client and they tell you, we don't have dead sea data, we don't have this. But man, exactly. when you go there, you see that there's a whole you see that is <laughs> do you know you see you see there is a whole lot of work and who does it come back to is the contractor so that's why you state you state the number the period of time you'll be able to deliver it's not as if you won't be able to deliver that is just that six months you just bring out something when you give them that time frame is for them to know that we can do it less but this is the actual the official end date of what we want to deliver to you do you get? Yeah. So, so at every phase, that's why I told you that we break down all these um, all these phases in this project into modules, into phases, so that at every point we have something to show. There is work in progress. This is what we have gotten at this point. Do you get? This yeah. is where we intend. To, this is what we intend to do um, within the within one month. We'll be able to arrive here. So at mm. every phase, there is something to show. Instead of waiting till six months, four months, three months till you get something. One, 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 two weeks, three weeks, you see that a lot of work has been done. Do you mm. get? Yes, because yes. It's, it's better, it's, it's better, it's, it's better. Sometimes when people give all this unrealistic time frame, to be frank, when the project wants to start, during that kickoff, when you, go, when you do that business, what's the sense of this business assessment? The sense of this business assessment is to know how their data is. The different mm -hmm. sources. How do you intend to start work? What is there? Do you get? So that's the essence of this business. From that business assessment, you actually know whether your time frame is realistic or not. If it's not, you start adding. You start talking about how to add your this um, more time frame to you. That's the only. That's the only way. That's the only way. Yeah, and another thing yeah, to. That's another thing. Another thing I, I have to add is that you know most times some all these data data guys, whenever they don't mind me, <laughs> whenever they want to um, create reports, most of them don't speak to business users that owns those uh, reports they intend to create. Yes. <laughs> Are you people hearing? She's addressing you also. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, the first thing, they, they, that's why for them to, they, most of them think it's just to do, let, let me create reports. It's very nice. The, 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 whoever that is looking at this dashboard, you think, you know that it's making sense. Why creating reports? There are three audiences. One, we have the executive level. Then we have the mid level. Maybe you can have the head of department. That's where the head of this executive is the CEO, COO. Then head of department is just the mid level. Then low staff will be the people that do the data entry, day to day activities. So why creating reports? You have to. You have why creating reports? You 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 have to create reports that speaks to these three individuals that speaks to them. You already know what the CEO wants to see. Should, shouldn't be, um, I, I want to see, I, um, maybe you want to see customer, they, they, they wouldn't want to see a large, um, a huge, maybe a big, um, how would I put it? What, did, see, what the CEO would like to see is usually overviews, total number, budget, how much did you make today? Last month, which branch is doing well? All those things. So the, the, the CEO is not ready to drill down to branches by branches, day to day, and all those things. It's just the general, it's just the overview of what has happened, the holistic view of what has happened so far. So while creating reports, you create reports that's peculiar to each of these audience. Because, and how do you do that? How will you know that it speaks for them? Try to get an old report that they have been using, current report they are currently using. Or if they don't have any current, try, try to, try to try, if they don't want to report, try to ask questions. Mm -hmm. From the questions of whatever thing, they, they, the answers they give you, that will enable you to create a report that speaks to them. Not when you create reports and you give them, they start telling you, ah, you're not making sense. All these things, is, is not needed, it's not necessary. You, you understand? So these are the only way you can meet their expectation. The, for me, in this project management, requirement guarding is very essential to me and to any other data analytics person. Even if it's speaking to any technical team to get questions, um, questions. even though when you think that business users won't be the ones to give you answers, you can move to technical team. They'll be the one to explain to you. That's, 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 the, that's, that's the essence of that uh, requirement guide. Interaction, engagement, everybody will be on the same page. Let's all of us be on the same page. At least we, understand, we have one goal. Do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? So that's, that's basically all that, yeah. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Um, and so Go another ahead. thing, sorry, I just remember another mm. thing. You to monthly, even when, when, when you have deliverables, when you have achieved a milestone, what a milestone means is that you have completed a particular phase. This is what we have achieved. We have finished data governance. This is what we have achieved. Do you get that's the milestone? That means we are moving, there is progress. So ensure there is communication. Communication amongst your team communication with the stakeholders of the project, even if it's monthly meetings, project tests, to update them on what's going on, what you have done on all those things. So everybody will be abreast of whatever that is going on with the project. So communication is the key. Beautiful. 
Thank you so much for that. Communication after every milestone. I'm trying to jot that down. Okay. After every milestone. That's good. Thank you so much. And I'm really, really happy that you actually stressed the need in which technical guys actually need to mm. speak with business users. I am very No, happy. they have to. Yeah. They have to. They have to. But most times they are impatient. I don't know why. <laughs> don't <you> hear <laughs> when is talking to you? I, I, I don't know why. But that's why we have business analysts. Yes. You have mm. business analysts. What does what does this business analyst does? They'll be the ones. They will they will be the um, the middle person between the stakeholder and the technical team. The people that will do the actual work. They get the information from the um, um, from the stakeholder. Prepare a functional. They pre they prepare a business requirement document, and now send it to the business and the technical team. Now the technical team or the data team will now be the one to will now assess those requirements from the business analyst. Try to utilize it and build whatever thing they want to build. And it will make a whole lot of sense. Let me tell you, if you bump into just doing, um, I've assessed the business environment, I've assessed the business environment. They have, I've seen the, they have data sources. Oh, this one, this is just five within the organization. We can start up, we understand the business, it's not just bank. Different business have their own different way of managing their environment. So that's why there is a timeline, time frame attached to it. Interact, when you interact, engage with them. So you'll be able to understand how they do their business. When you understand how they do their business, you will not think like them to create whatever thing that they want. That, that, that will tell you that you exceed their expectation, to be frank. That's it. So business analysis and assessment is very important. It shouldn't be a phase that should be exempted. Wow, an assessment. Thank you so much. Please, any more questions? If you have questions, yeah. please drop in the comment section. Let's trash it. Oladapo, for your question, you're asking a question about ETL. So let me just, just okay. share a little bit about that. Oladapo, ETL are in different levels and in different cadres. So yes, you can be doing ETL inside Power BI. You can also sometimes need another tool to actually do ETL as well to pull data from a particular source, which is neither structured or unstructured, into maybe your Power BI or your R or your Python or anything you want to attend and use to analyze the data. And all of these things can even do ETL on their own levels as well too. So ETA is in different levels and in different formats and in different different things. You get it is multi. It is I don't say multi-dimensional. I think it's like it's like a step. It's more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just just want to just add that about that. I don't want to just keep going back to this. Please, more questions in the comment section. More questions for Sandra in the comment sections about engaging clients, managing expectations, and I'm really really happy. You can. He said Apache Hadoop. Yeah. Yes. You can. You yeah. can. You can. So, so what I just mentioned was just Microsoft. Oracle has its own. Every yeah. other, um, every every other um, o, um, OEM, OEM has their own Please, tools OEM? that you can use to do all those processing. Original. <laughs> That's let's say for example the way Microsoft is. Yeah. Oracle. Those people are origi original manufacturers. Okay. Yes. Please, any more questions? Thank you so much. Tonight has been very, very engaging and enlightening. 
Any more questions, please? Any more questions for Sandra? Managing, managing expectations of clients, managing clients to get. I'm also very happy you actually shared that once it is not visible, you tell them it's not visible or you also walk away. Thanks for that as well too. Yeah. Thanks for that. Original equipment manufacturer, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get? Yes, I'm trying to scroll up again and just find any more questions or the likes in the comment section. Anything we can not address. Should in case we didn't address anything in the comment section, please you just drop it again. I'm just trying to scroll through the comment section and find if we have not addressed anything. In the absence of none, I'd love to say a very big thank you to Sandra. Thanks for sharing your, your time with us. And to okay. everybody who has come, I really want to say thank you. So Sandra, any last words for us? Any last words you've been managing multinationals? You get any last <laughs> words for us? How do we then man how do we move forward from here? Any last words? <laughs> how do we do that? <laughs> no, I say how do we move forward from I here? Uh, anyway. Can you speak to something about billings or writing invoices? You said. Can you speak about or speak to something about billings or writing invoices? How do you people bill? How do you charge? How do you charge your clients? You get. Most times it depends on what they want. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on what they want. It depends on the solution and. Most times, when we are, when we build is is by assessment. You already know what is in what you have to do for them. So that's 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 basically all that. Whatever we are doing for them, we just what we do is to just to give them a quality service. Quality service, even if the money is small, but let it just be very qualitative. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So the billing aspect it differs. What they build this person today is not what they build another person. It depends on the kind of service that is being rendered to that person. Mm. Thank you very much, Sandra. I really, really appreciate mm. this. You get so someone is asking me for your LinkedIn contact, your LinkedIn profile. Could you share with us? Could you share with us? Yes, I. Yes, yes. Sandra Ike. Okay, Sandra Ike. Yes, okay, let me. Okay, yes, if you could just yes, copy the link okay. or I will just share it oh, on the group. We have a telegram group bro. where I could just share oh, it. Yeah. So I oh, want to say a very okay. big thank you for everybody who has come, who has learned something. I hope you've learned something in the last one hour for me. I, I, I hope I hope I tried <laughs> to address some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I tried. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Okay, I want to say a very big thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming in today. I hope it was that. I, I definitely know it was worth your time. And most of all, Sandra, mm. thank you so much as well, too. I also want to say thank you to everybody who's been actually been part of this. People have been working on the ground. Tony Olivia has kept the Instagram, the Telegram um, account very, very active. And I want to say very big, thank and very big thank you to Tony. Shout out to you. Thank you. I want to say also a very big thank you to Aziz. Aziz has been the one working on the emails. Um, um, oh. actually also doing designs pushing things out i want to say okay. very big thank you to you as well too uh, and to, to my co-host to my co-host who's always in the background mr dotton thank you so much he gets for all all the addings and everything and on this note we have to the curtains you want to say something sandra i can see Yan here oh yes Yan is here yeah <laughs> yes Yan is here yes yes so so yes so shout out and what thank you to Yan as well too you get you get so most thank All you right. so much then yeah. next week season we're going to be having the part two 
of the episode one. Part two, we're going to be talking about market expectations because the conversation started entering into markets, started entering into markets and markets and markets to get. So we're talking about market expectations with Barista. I came and stepped on the part two. You get just as part two next week, Tuesday. He could not do Thursday. And we had already booked Sandra for Thursday as well. So I didn't want to push it to next week again. So next week, Tuesday, we're going to be doing expectation, market expectations. How do you actually, after working on your brief, working on the report, breaking the news to your clients, and now say, okay, if they are taking the advisories, when should they expect to actually see results? That's what we're talking about in market expectations. When do they expect to actually see results? Once, okay, you have built the solutions, when should they expect to see results? It's it. You see, how will this result also impact their bottom line? People just want to save costs and make money. The biggest two things about data analytics globally is save costs and make money. So and if you're not money, doing anything, yes. if you're not doing any of those two, I'm sorry, you're not doing data analytics, you're maybe just doing visualization, just sharing that. On this note, to just like sign out and say a very, very big thank you to everybody who has come in. I hope today's session was actually worth it. So I think we're going to be doing this, signing it and signing out. We're just playing the music you get. We're going to play music, just signing in and signing out. When Anytime we're doing that, anytime we're having this session, it just occurred to me, you get. So thank you very much. Conversation will be on the Telegram group. If you have not joined the Telegram group, please join us on Telegram. Post any question as to that data analytics, data governance, data this, any grammar in the question data, please go ahead and post. We want to say a very big thank you. Heal the world, please stay safe, wash your hands. If you go outside, please wash your hands and please stay safe. Good night and thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yims, we never talk to Alpha. Victoria, thank okay, I'll, I should talk to you, Victoria, immediately after this, immediately after this call. I'll just jump in. Link to the Telegram group. Um, Tony, can you quickly share the link to the Telegram group? Okay, I'll share the link to the Telegram group. Just wait on it. Okay, I'm sharing it. Okay, yeah. Toby, thanks. So join us on Telegram. Thank you so much. Okay, data privacy. I have mentioned that earlier. But drop it on the group. Let's talk about it. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you so much. I, I want to call you straight away, so I'll just call you and say thank you again, Sandra. I have to end the call. Thank you so much. Okay, no, sorry, Mr. Dutton, please end the call. I'm not the one that can end, I'm not the host. <laughs>